Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'd play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday, 10.07 on your Sunday morning. It's been raining and apparently snowing in some places. So as long as it don't come here. Yeah, there was uh, I was looking at the radar this morning and there was blue. So it is snowing around at probably the higher elevations. So just don't don't make that to I mean, don't make that I, way to Florida. I would have liked to have seen flurries if it wasn't sticking. Yeah, I want snow. I want it to stick. I don't. Well, why do you that. want it to stick? Nobody here knows how to drive in the snow and we don't use salt. Which to me is entertaining. I mean, we all remember a few years ago when it took 10 hours for people to get home because of Yeah, inch. nobody wants that again. Kids well, were trapped in school buses, Joe. <laughs> they were trapped in school buses. That's what I'm saying. It was I saw that snow ridiculous. came down and, and went immediately and got my son from school. It's like, yep, he's coming out of school. Really? He's like, yep, come on out. And then two hours later, it was snow everywhere. Was well, like, yep. everybody's at home. Nobody's going to work. Nobody's going to school right now, basically. So, I mean... It's fine. Okay? There's no snow days for online school, which sucks. I know the kids are going to be pissed. I saw a push on social media to still implement snow days, even with online schooling, because they're like, the kids, they get so excited about having the day off and playing in the snow. Give them the day off. And it's like, why? Every day is a snow day. Me? You know, honestly, I've had to they're be. They're probably not working that hard anyway. They're <laughs> doing school from home. So, Joe, I'm not sure about you, man, but I've there's been days when I've just told my son, man, you know what? You can, you can chill today. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like, I, I feel like the, the screen time and everything, it's just so abnormal for, for all of our kids. It's almost like we've given them a job already. Like, here, get used to sitting out, sitting here at this cubicle and looking at this screen and everything. And so there are certain days when he's like, do, I, do, we, do I have to do school today? I was like, yes, you do have to do school today. But then it'll be like, you've been literally doing this all day. You know what? I'm going to text your teacher and tell him you, 
You'll good. be miss, you'll be missing twelve to two. He's today. good. You know, there's no need to do that. Yeah, my boy, he's in second grade, and he they've been doing. Um, we got him in the Oregon Charter Academy right for uh, this year, and so they literally meet up for like forty five minutes every day. Um, do like a quick video call with the teacher about today's lesson, whatever the hell they're going to talk about. And then they go through all the little assignments and lessons that they got to go through the day. And so I try to, I don't know, I say like, hey, give me a good three, three and a half hours of just working on stuff, schoolwork. That includes your little video time and we'll call it good. There it is. Yeah, I, that is interesting because I was thinking about how I would be as a student if I was being forced to be, to, to be doing class from home. I was a guy who kind of like, did what I needed to do to get by. Like I had good grades, but I knew that level of what I needed to do to be good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like trying that hard in school. So I was like, I wonder if it was, if I was doing it at home, I just, I would, my grades would just plummet. I I mean, it's it, some, some cases, some of the kids I've seen and, you know, students that I work with, like they're flourishing in this situations because they like being at home and they like being on the computer and they can do it. There's at their less own distraction. Pace. Yeah. This. They can do it at their own pace or, you know, whatever the case is. And so, I think that helps for some, but then there are some that actually need instruction. I need to ask questions. I want to have a face-to-face with my teacher, and sometimes this little online stuff doesn't do it. So I know they need a break, and then, oh, no, sometimes he wants to just do other stuff, so I have to just let him. Like, man, it's okay. There's no such thing as being a bad parent right now. If he wants that ice cream at 1030, damn it, just give him the ice cream. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, don't, it's an uphill battle. Just, you know, go ahead and just make it easier on yourself for the moment. Just make sure they brush your teeth out. All right, well, we got a break already. Let me let me get down to uh, one of the ask us anything questions. The very first one I liked quite a bit. Uh, New York, Chicago, or wood oven fire pizza? <sighs> New York. New York. Joe? Um, Chicago's like deep dish, right? Chicago's Correct. sauce. Well, it's, deep, it's sauce. deep dish. It's sauce. I don't know. I've always liked <laughs> like pan pizzas. Like okay. that, that thicker crust to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm probably leaning Chicago. But New York, I feel like you get a bigger slice, like a gigantic slice. That you do. I mean, I'm I'm always going to say New York because I'm from that area, and that's my favorite type of pizza. I love deep dish pizza, too, though. Uh, I've gone to Chicago a couple of times, and both times I've had deep dish, and both times it's been amazing. I went last time with one of my friends who lives there, and he brought me to his favorite place. It's called Pequod's. Oh, my God. They make the crust out of, like, slightly crispy burnt cheese. And it's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to Chicago just because I like pan pizza. Yeah, I can't stand Chicago style pizza. It's just a, a sauce. It's sauce on top of a. It's like a, crust. a piece of soup. Yeah, I'm good. No, thank you. Uh, so I'm gonna go New York style all day. And wood oven fired. I guess that's like brick brick oven pizza. Gross. Why is it gross? I think it's gross. I don't like brick oven. Pizza. Do you have any reasoning? I just I think it's. I, the, you realize it's all, like it's, it's still pizza. It's still pizza, but it's like it's. I just, I don't know. I don't, don't like, like the, the, burnt, the crust. burnt extra crust. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is too much. This mm. is gross. Well, for me, it's New York style, for sure, 100%. All right. I, yeah, I feel like the oven wood-fired pizza is uh, kind of a little bit too That's tre- just something trendy, cool. a little yeah. too chic Let's for go me. to the brick oven pizza place. I know that Let's go the, to the bop. Let's well, go to the bop. I know that the Italians Por- do it or whatever. But a lot of Portland pizza is kind of that brick oven style, a little bit more uh, that's trendy. That's why I don't like everything. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Coming up next, Bill's Chiefs preview. I promise, because we're breaking on time. It's still 10 12. It's on time, even though the clock is ticking down. Get a full this is football Sunday on the fan. Go ahead, Daddy. It's a Queen's thing, baby. I'm gonna dance with you. Trap master, rock on. 
Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Rashad always picks beats that are similar to this. It's like there's a vibe that really fits your musical style. It's it's like rap, but it's kind of got a little bit more of like a chill, loungy kind of vibe to it. And this song's called Lounging. Thing. Oh, it's called Lounging? Yeah, very there, good. This is, this is uh, point of information. This is, I think, my favorite song of all time. Absolutely. Really? You know, this came out when I was like going into eighth grade, so a very impressionable age and everything. So, yeah, absolutely. LL's one of the goats. All right. Well, let's not waste any time because we've wasted plenty of time on the show today. Let's, let's call uh, it wasted time. We've been well, touche. Yeah. It's, I mean, we haven't fulfilled our promises that well. Okay, fair enough. We're like absentee dads. Let's go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to be compared to an absentee dad. Yeah, let's let's give let's give our kids what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to show up for my kids this weekend. We're going to and show. We're going to talk. We're going to show Chiefs. up for you right now. Talk Absolutely. Bills Chiefs because we know hate it or love it's next. And we know the last segment usually is like two minutes long. So here's your Bills Chiefs preview because we're not going to not do the show without talking about it. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the story of the game. He has turf toe that he suffered, was suffering through last week as well. And you could see that it hampered him. He then had the injury last week, which they called a concussion. I'm still confused how it was a concussion because his head didn't hit the ground and his neck got pulled. Uh, there was a report out that it was actually like a nerve, something in his neck that caused him to lose his balance, but whatever. He was in the concussion protocol. That's all that matters, apparently. And he has cleared a concussion protocol. He is back. He is healthy enough to play the game. Now, earlier this year, these two teams did play each other. And it was in week seven or eight. And the Chiefs won 26 to 17. Now, an interesting note about the earlier in the season game that I didn't know is that the Bills didn't blitz Patrick Mahomes at all. Like, I was actually reading... Uh, let me see if I can find the the note on it. Um, in an effort to prevent Mahomes from getting big plays, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott essentially lined up four down linemen and put seven defenders with their heels on the goal line in every snap. According to USA Today, the Bills didn't blitz once in the game. The Chiefs responded by running the ball often. They got 44 carries for 247 yards, almost six yards a carry. They had 38 minutes of uh, clock time in the game. And because of that, the Bills never got a chance to really get into the game. That was the strategy of the first game. The Chiefs won. Close, but they won. Chiefs played a lot of close games this year. Um, this time, you have Patrick Mahomes with a toe injury coming off a neck roll that caused him to have a concussion and something else. I bet the Bills blitz the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. Because Mahomes is great when he's on the move. That's one of his strengths, right? You see him do all the little sidearm throws and the crazy, crazy passes down the field when he's moving to his right or to his left, and he does the spin and he throws it down the field. He can't move that well right now. You could see it last week for the Chiefs before he got out of the game, before he got hurt. He's not moving well, and he's still dealing with the injury. I've never had turf toe, but from what I've heard, it's incredibly painful. And you can play through it. It's a pain tolerance thing. You can play through it. But he, he's not moving very well right now. So the Bills are not going to do the same strategy they did last time, which is not blitz at all. They're going to go after Patrick Mahomes, I think, today because of his injuries. And I'm, that's going to make for a very different game than we saw earlier this year. Yeah, if you've ever had an ingrown toenail or something like that. Just I have had something, one of those. So imagine how painful that is. 
all over your toe. You know, not just the one part. Have where you had turf toe? I have not heard, had turf toe, but I've had a, a couple teammates of mine that that had. And, of course, you just think, man, anytime you think it's something with your foot, like you've got a broken oh, man, you can play through that. Like, you, we, don't, people, we don't really realize how important your toes are. Like, if you just had a rock in your shoe right now, do you know how annoying that would be for, you know, for, for as long as you walked around? There would be a, t- a point where you stop. It's like, damn it, get this thing rock out of my shoe. So if you have something like turf toe or sprain toe or it's, you know, like it's going to be a problem. And it's going to it's gonna affect the way you move. But uh, I think Mahomes is a warrior. I think he's going to play through uh, that. I don't think there's anything that's going to stop him from being in today's game. Even if even if he hadn't cleared cushion, percu- percussion protocol. <laughs> concussion protocol. Uh, you had to learn I, how to drum really well. Yeah, right. I, I I think if even if he hadn't passed it, I think he would still be playing. I think they still would have said he passed it because there's no – honestly, there's no way that he was going to miss this game, an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. It was very much of like yeah. the Nick Saban has COVID and then he coaches two days later. Yeah, kind you're of not – exactly. There's certain things that you're just – you may not have an opportunity to, to play in this game again. And I think we think Mahomes will – have an opportunity to play there again but there's a good chance that maybe you never get back to that point but back to what you're saying about not blitzing the first time i thought it was brilliant on the on the half of uh leslie frazier and his uh defensive team like to make sure that they know that with mahomes you, you have to you have to chase him all the time that's where he's effective once you start chasing him that means you've you've lost you, you've lost eyes on Tariq Hill. All of a sudden, like now he's wide open for a touchdown. That's usually how it goes. So if you or stop, Travis Kelsey, or Travis Kelsey somewhere like exactly. So if you stop blitzing him, that means you have more people to cover the rest of the field. And I thought Leslie Frazier did a great job in that last game uh, to do that. It almost kind of reminds me of what uh, Bill Belichick as as a Giant when he was the defensive coordinator for the Giants uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, they decided when they were going against Eric Dickerson, they decided they wanted to man, we're gonna go to a nickel, bro. Like. Why? I'm just going to have uh, two down linemen, and then we're going to make Eric Dickerson beat us. And he couldn't do it. And so they completely stopped that. And that's kind of what – if they can do that today, which is going to be much harder to do today, but with Mahomes kind of gimpy out there, now I think all of a sudden the Bills have an awesome chance to go to the Super Bowl. Well, a lot of people have been jocking the Bills. Even even before the Mahomes stuff happened last week, they're like, man, the Bills could win that game because the Bills look really good. I will say the Bills look more ready for the Super Bowl than the Chiefs do right now. Uh, my personal pick in this game is still Kansas City, just because even though he's hurt, it's Mahomes. He's still Mahomes. And that's just kind of where I'm putting my trust right now. But it's not a slight at the Bills. I would not be shocked if the Bills won this game at all. The Bills have been playing incredible. Josh Allen's played really well. The Bills defense has been doing pretty well as well. So it's 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 certainly nothing to do with Buffalo as a team. It's just the Patrick Mahomes little extra thing for me that that pushes me to pick the chiefs but yeah i mean the interesting thing about buffalo is they don't run the football at all and the chiefs biggest weakness is their rush defense and the bills just don't run it now josh allen will run and he'll have some runs that are on pass plays but how long did it take last week for them to run a play or a running play i mean it was maybe second quarter yeah wasn't it like four or five consecutive drives where they didn't run yeah well or they didn't call a running play. I think Josh Allen did scramble once, but it was a passing play. They didn't call a running play until like the sixth drive. And I think that goes to show really how much Sean McDermott really trusts Josh Allen. Remember last year and even the year prior to that, like they wouldn't, you're going to run, 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 and then we're going to give Josh Allen an opportunity to throw the ball, you know, because they didn't trust him like that. Now they're saying, man, the offense is in your hands, make a play. 
which is something that, you know, that's that's how you know your your team has, man, full confidence in whatever you're able to do. Bro, here's the ball. Go out there and go do something with it. We're not going to micromanage you. And that's what even uh, you heard Bruce Arian say that about Brady uh, last week. And say, man, he they never gave him an opportunity to coach, to go out there and just say, man, here, let's run this play. Let's do this. This is what I see on the field. And I feel like that's what they've done uh, with Josh Allen and say, man, here are the keys to the car. Don't wreck it. And he hasn't. He had a little bit of a dip in the middle of the year, and he came right back, stood up, and was good again. Put himself right back in the MVP conversation. I mean, although I believe in Josh Allen now, because it's the playoffs and big games, I was wondering if we were going to see any of the old Josh Allen take a little peek out, and I haven't seen it. I mean, he's really just not making bad decisions at all, and that's great. So the Chiefs don't have a good defense. They really don't. Uh, their their defense in the red zone is putrid. And they just, it's a, it's a really big struggle bus for them. So because of that, the Bills have every chance in the world to win this game. They absolutely do. They have the better receiver of the, of the two teams and Stephon Diggs, I think, although Tyreek Hill is also fantastic. I think Diggs is better. Um, you know, obviously the Chiefs had the better quarterback, but because he's hobbled, maybe it's closer than, than you would think. Uh, the Chiefs have the better running backs right now because the Bills don't run the football. Although the Chiefs do not have Le'Veon Bell. He is not in the game. He's not going to be active today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is healthy, the rookie, and he's been good. So they're going to go to him and Damian Williams in the game today. Uh, Sammy Watkins is a game-time decision for the Chiefs, by the way, which would be a potential um, uh, a revenge game for him as he goes back and plays the Bills. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm thinking like a 20-17 to 17 or a 24-21 win. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than you might think. These two teams just play close games, and I'm I'm just super pumped to watch this one. I'm actually way more excited for this one than I am for Packers Bucks for sure. No, yeah, this this game should be a lot of fun. Um, Packers Bucks, I think you know for nostalgic reasons, Brady versus you know Aaron Rodgers, like that's that's must see TV. In Although the they haven't place. played each other that much, they've they've only got three meetings between the two of them, and Aaron Rodgers has two of them, so that's really important to know. But man, I'm looking at this right now. It says uh, according to Elias Sports. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the third quarterback since 1950 to go 24 and one or better in a 25 game span, joining Tom Brady and Jim McMahon. So Patrick Mahomes is 24 and one in his last 25 games as a starter. It's crazy. So I've been looking at a lot of the betting stuff too, because I put some, some bets down in the Oregon lottery scoreboard app. The chiefs are, I think in their last nine games, Oh, eight and one against the spread, but they've only lost one of those games. Every other game they've won. So even though they're not like they're not beating teams big, but they're winning. They're winning, yeah. And I think so a lot don't of that bet goes, on them, but just bet that they'll win. Well, I did bet on them. <laughs> yeah. I bet on them because they're only three point favorite. But um, I think there's a, a little bit of the the Andy Reid factor too, right? Who's the better coach in this game? It's Andy, Andy Reid. And I know you know you can make fun of his clock management skills and all that kind of stuff. We yeah. haven't made fun of him for doing that the last year or you so. You know why? Because you won a Super Bowl. <laughs> True. You forget about that. True. Uh, but you. You can make fun of that. You haven't seen it rear his ugly head quite as much the last year or so. And I trust him in these games to win close games too, right? Win the close to. games. I win mean, the close games. And at this point, when you get this deep into the playoffs, uh, for me, it's a matter of who has the best coach, who has the best quarterback. Those are the teams that typically end up winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And at this point, if you look at the rest of the four that are in the Super Bowl, best coach? Andy Reid. Best quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. That's who I think is going to win. Although... MVP this year, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. 
but the better coach is Andy Reid. Yeah, you're, we're, I think we're going. I don't think anybody's going to say Lafleur is a better coach than Andy Reid or no. even Bruce Arians at this point. Mm. No, you're not going to say he's a better coach than Bruce Arians. Don't mm. do that. Don't do that. I might. Don't do that. I might. Don't. Bruce Arians took a team, another team from the NFC to the Super Bowl. Don't I think do Bruce that. Arians is a little over. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop. I, mean, it. I just did it. Stop it. Don't do that. I, I just did you it. You sound you sound crazy. Man. I just did it. Wow. I just did it. All right, man. Well, unless it's I think Lafleur is pretty good. He's better than Bruce Arians. Yeah. You're tripping. Okay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right, Joe. <laughs> uh, let's go to let's go to break. It's time for Hate It or Love It. I'll be very curious to see what Joe's got uh, teed up for us today. But first, Joe has a sports interrupted. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I just experienced a true blazer anguish. Rashad somehow missed the news that CJ actually fractured his foot and it wasn't just a sprain. That's like an Isaac Rock move. Yeah. Not kind of. <laughs> like, oh, there was something big that happened? What? Huh? huh? The, he was like, oh, thank God there was COVID, so the Blazers didn't lose too many games without CJ. I was like, what? It's only like a couple of games. He's still out for a while. He goes, no, he's out for a week. And I was like, oh, he didn't see. <laughs> You're like, I didn't see what? I was like, he fractured his foot and he took the water bottle and he threw it against the wall and true blazer fan anguish came out. And I've never seen that in person in front of me. So uh, I think that's a worse way of finding out than just finding out when the news breaks, when it happens, you know, like I, I think it was Wednesday. He was hopeful that he might play like I was this so week. full of hope. Like, man, OK, he's he's good. He'll be back. Man, I feel so used and stupid right now. <laughs> used? You just missed the news. Jeez, man. What do you got for us, Joe? Uh, some football stuff. Oh, thank you. Take my mind off of this, please. All right. Uh, let me finish here. Cross the four. Divide by six. Okay. Got my last one here. First question is about CJ. <laughs> it's a math question. I, man, hate it. Square root of. Okay. Uh, no, we got uh, two great games today. Packers, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills. Both of them are only three-point spread, so hater to love it. Both games will be decided by one possession. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say hate because I said I think the Packers might win by 10 uh, against the Bucks today. It's just uh, it's just the way the Packers have looked the last few weeks. It's, they look unbeatable to me. They don't make mistakes. They've got the MVP. They've got a great receiver. They've got a couple of good running backs. Their defense is playing better. Uh, their secondary players... Lazard and Tunyon are doing better and they're and they're they're having a bigger impact than I thought they would. Whereas I, I watched the Bucks play and we talk about Antonio Brown is out for the game, which obviously doesn't help. Um I don't trust Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones like I do Aaron Aaron Jones. Um Chris Collins has forgotten how to catch a football. Mike Evans is inconsistent, and Tom Brady's not as good as Aaron Rodgers right now. So because of that, I don't think it's going to be a one-possession game in that one. I do think Bills Chiefs is going to be very, very close, but I think the Packers are going to be able to pull away late against the Bucks. So hey, uh, I I love it, man. I look at a at a Buccaneers team who actually looks like they've been playing uh, some really motivated football over their last six games. They're you know they've won six in a row, obviously including uh, the two big playoff games. But in each of those games, they've won by at least uh, a touchdown. So you look at the Saints game; they won by ten. The week before that, when they played Washington, they won by eight. And then going back to the game against the Falcons where they won by 20 or almost 20, they beat the Lions by 40. Like, this is a team that's all of a sudden figured out how to score. And, of course, not having Antonio Brown in the mix is going to hurt them. But 
name another team that has the luxury of saying one star receiver go down. I got three other number ones right there ready to go. Well, we two haven't other seen number ones. two other number ones, but still, if, if, if Gronkowski plays anything other than a ancillary kind of blocker role, man, all of a sudden you've got a problem out there. Just don't forget Cameron Brake, who's still one of the good young tight ends in the NFL right now. So I'm looking at this team, and Dominican Sue last week looked, looked uh, pretty motivated to play, and his defense looked pretty motivated to play. Jason Pierre Paul is, I think, third in the NFL in uh, forced fumbles, so he's still making plays for the defense. I think there's still all his fingers too. Yeah, without all his fingers, who would who would have known? We said we we sold him up the river when he blew his hand off, and what do you know? He's still out there making big plays on was defense. Was that a point for me, Joe? Because I made the fingers joke, or was I'm that giving for it a point for both of you oh, for okay. referencing no. Jason Pierre Paul? No, and the he doesn't get joke. the. What are you, what are you talking yes. about? <laughs> oh my God, man. How can this day get worse? First, either CJ way, now either, either way, I look at also I look at Aaron Rodgers' record, <laughs> one and four in the championship game. And then I look at Tom Brady's record, which is like thirty-five and whatever it is in the NFC championship or in the AFC championship games. I'm just going with who I trust. Again, I'm going best coach, best quarterback. Now the best quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, but the best coach I think is Bruce Arians. Tom Brady isn't that far, far behind Aaron Rodgers at this point. I'm going with the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers win by at least a touchdown. Just a funny side note. So Joey Harrington on the show on Friday on primetime, he he referenced this. I forget all of the stats he said, but this one stuck out to me. It is more likely for Tom Brady to make the championship game in his conference than it is for LeBron James to hit one free throw. The percentage is higher because Brady's made it like 14 of 21, I want to say. Yeah, and LeBron's free throw percentage is below that in his career. So it is more likely for Tom Brady to make a play an entire season and make the AFC or NFC title game than it is for LeBron James to hit one free throw. How crazy is that? That's pretty impressive, man. And again, how could you bet against Brady? Knowing that and knowing that it's more likely for him to get to the championship game than for the greatest basketball player possibly of all time to make a free throw. How on earth could we ever deny this dude uh, winning a game in that situation? I'm going I'm going Buccaneers. I'm I think the Buccaneers win by at least seven. Let us. OK. All right. That is still one possession. Yes, that's more what I was saying. Could lose a point for that, but I'm going to be nice right now. Rashad's going through a tough time. With <laughs> yeah, man, don't do that right now. Don't do that right now. Okay. If you want to see that water bottle get thrown again, hit the point <laughs> yeah. or the bad point button. Moving on to <laughs> Chiefs uh, Bills. Pat Mahomes, he is playing today, uh, but he was not going to be 100% because he's got that turp toe, that boo-boo on his toe. Also um, uh, potentially a concussion or something. He definitely has a leakage of spinal fluid, whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever it was. Yeah. One of the more bizarre, yeah, like concussion stumble moments it was like he wasn't even hit that hard just kind of twisted up yeah if you watch the replay his head actually doesn't even hit the ground yeah very uh, bizarre. his neck just gets completely pulled it was like you know the what do they call the gator roll where you try to hurt the guy's leg when yeah. you twist it right that's what happened but with his neck yeah. i was like ah not fun not fun looking so with mahomes being a little hobbled today and josh allen playing out of his mind this year hater love it josh allen will outplay pat mahomes today um, jeez, I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. Uh, I think the fact that Mahomes uh isn't as isn't 100 percent 
uh, will definitely kind of play a part in that. The fact that Mahomes can't really move the way he wants to, and that's really where he's effective. Once he gets outside of the pocket, he might do a behind-the-back pass because nobody saw it coming because he's that magical and he does little things like that. And again, it's when Mahomes starts escaping, that's when all of a sudden Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill find themselves wide open uh, down the middle of the field and end up scoring touchdowns for you. And also, I like Lynch brought up a great point in the fact that the Bills didn't rush at all. They didn't send a blitz one time in their last game against the Chiefs. So again, that's going to leave more defenders out there to make sure that those guys like Tariq Hill, like Travis Travis Kelsey aren't able to make those big plays um, in space, which is really where they're really, really dangerous. But at the same time, if Mahomes, he's so great, he's going to stand there, he's going to deliver the ball. I just think you're looking at a guy on the other side and Josh Allen, who runs the ball really well, who has become deadly accurate and who has, in my opinion, one of the best receivers in football and in, uh, Stefan Diggs right there to make every single play for him. Like It seems like Diggs is always open. For whatever reason, double coverage, triple coverage, whatever the case is, Diggs always finds a seam and he's always kind of open. And that's something that's a great luxury for a young quarterback to have right now all the there's they're playing with house money if you're the bills right now you have nothing to lose josh allen go out there and play your game you're too big you're too strong uh, i think he has a great game then it's only because i think mahomes isn't 100 right now i wish this game was in buffalo because I, think, be great. I would love to see the fans there getting a chance to to support their team i did read an interesting article too about stefan diggs just as a reference to what rashad said is uh, it was an article that was breaking down tape of Brian Dable's offense. And the question was, how is it possible that every receiver is wide open on the same route? And it was a clip against the Raiders and every receiver on the field had no one near him in, in one single play. And I think a lot of the Stefan Diggs thing has to do with Dable's offense as well. I'm going to say love as well to this one, Joe, even though I'm picking the Chiefs to win the game. I think because of Mahomes' injuries, they're going to be a little bit more reserved in how they use him early on to kind of get his feet under him, and they're going to use the running game a little bit because the Chiefs do have a good running game. And because of that, I think Josh Allen will outplay him because Josh Allen is the Bills' offense. 100%. It's what they do. So statistically, I think Josh Allen will have a better day. I also think he'll use his legs well, which will uh, make it appear as if he had a better day. But I think in the end, because it's Andy Reid and it's Patrick Mahomes, I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to win the game. I just think that that, uh, Josh Allen will look better on the field during it. So I'll say love. Okay, going from some players and teams in the playoffs to a couple of teams and players that are not in the playoffs, not even close to it. And one of those was Deshaun Watson. We asked last week if uh, he was going to be traded. And then during that segment... We found out that, yeah, he, he basically wants out of Houston. And all we're also hearing it doesn't matter who they hire in Houston, whether it be Eric Bieniemy or Leslie Frazier, who are supposed to get second interviews with Houston. He still wants out. And one of the teams that looks primed to land in him is the New York Jets. So, hate it or love it, Deshaun Watson will don the green and white and be a New York Jet next season. It's an interesting question because... Deshaun Watson came out and said his two teams he would want, or the report is the two teams he prefers are the Dolphins or the Jets. Um, Which is interesting because two thirds of the league would trade for Deshaun Watson right now because he's better than two thirds of the league's quarterbacks. Um, There's only a couple of teams that really don't have a situation that would be better with Deshaun Watson. Like we're, I think there's like five teams that would be like, yeah, we're good. Like we got our guy. So for him to pick the Dolphins and the Jets is very interesting to me, according to the report. It's almost as if the report is coming out from his agent because he knows those teams have a lot of trade value. They can send back to Houston and he wants to get out so badly. Those are the two most obvious places that will trade for him. 
there's better teams out there. So I'm going to say hate. I think there's other teams that are better than the Jets that are more po- or more ready to win now that could trade for Deshaun Watson than the Jets are. The Jets trading for Deshaun Watson with the new coach who's good are still going to be inconsistent for a year or two until they trade uh, get more players around him. The Jets don't just don't have a quarterback. They don't have anything on offense. Their offense is miserable. So I think Deshaun Watson needs to go to a place that actually has an offense already built and he can make it better. And yes, I'm trying to sell my own GD team for this. I want the Broncos <laughs> to trade for him so badly. They have so many good young players on offense. They just don't have a quarterback. Drew Locke isn't it. Drew Locke is not it. I don't think he's good. There's plenty of teams like the Broncos too that have players and just are missing the final piece. And that's Deshaun Watson. So I'll say, hey, I think a lot more teams are going to offer for him. And I don't think he's going to choose to je- or go to the Jets because of that. Uh, am I am I hating the build? He will be Dolphins a or? New York Jet. Oh man, I I hate it. Um, I mean, I don't know why anybody would want to go to the Jets in the first place. Like, uh, they haven't been uh, they've been the Jets for as long as I can remember. But you know, you've got an impatient boss for the most part. You've got a quarterback that they everybody so much believed in all of a sudden, but now that's all the way gone. Uh, you, you, you've got some pretty good uh, defensive places like, you know, or uh, uh, Quentin Williams. You know, you've got some pieces. It's like, But for the most part, you don't have anything on offense. And that's your big issue right now as a Texan. So I don't know why you would want to go from a place like Houston where you don't have any of those things to a place like New York where you really don't have any of those things. And Lynch is absolutely correct. When you have a guy like Deshaun Watson on the market, every single team that's even got a position at questionable at quarterback is going to make a call. You're crazy if you think uh, the Rams aren't going to reach out because Jared Goff has been inconsistent. You're nuts if you think that the 49ers aren't going to reach out. You're crazy if you think that there are certain teams or the Raiders probably aren't interested in having a brand new quarterback and somebody that can do something for him. So I think he's going. there's a lot of teams on the table. I don't think the Jets is one of those teams. Uh, the Jets can't really and be a what can they give Houston that they would want? Number two overall pick. The number two overall pick, but that could be, you know, it could, it could be good. It couldn't be. Might not be Deshaun Watson. Might be what Fields or who's the who's the person that's projected to be second? Not Fields. Uh, maybe Zach Wilson, the Zach BYU Wilson. quarterback. So you you really don't know. Again, it's a gamble because who else was like a top quarterback uh, that the Jets had and didn't work out? It was Sam Darnold, and they thought that would work out for them, and it didn't. At this point, I think the Jets are better off going in the direction of a of a veteran quarterback. Somebody like Matthew Stafford could fit in perfectly uh, with the Jets right there, and especially, you know, because really he's probably going to go for cheap because they want to get rid of him. So lo- hate that he'll play for the Jets. Love that he'll play for anybody not named the Jets. Okay. Speaking of Matthew Stafford, good segue there. He is the subject of our last one. And I saw an interesting stat that uh, his 45,000 passing yards and 282 passing touchdowns is the um, are the most by a player without a playoff win in NFL history, hmm. Matt Stafford. Uh, some people feel like Colts would be a good team for him because they're ready to win now. Uh, they don't p- probably want to, like, draft a quarterback and get him up to speed. I mean, they were in the playoffs this last year. Uh, but with all that being said... Matthew Stafford, if he does go to a new team, which is obviously likely at this point, hate it or love it, Matt Stafford will never win a playoff game. I, it depends on where he goes. I, I, I hate it for now, just because considering uh, the teams that he's that were probably in the market for Matt Stafford, some of those aren't really set up to win. Washington, if their defense can hold up, maybe Washington can win. But we saw how well uh, they were able to do. The Colts are, are, like you said earlier, set up already to 
to house an old man. They've already housed an old man in Phillip Rivers, and now they're set up to do the, the same thing. San Francisco has a bunch of guys that Lynch mentioned earlier that are all kind of dink and dunk underneath routes. No big explosive guys. You can, of course, you have George Kittle, who's uh, who, who's a good player when he's healthy and everything, but that could be one. The New England Patriots, on, unfortunately, we're still in a rebuilding phase. We're still trying to figure out what the next move is, and right now the class of the AFC looks to be the Bills and looks to be the Dolphins, so it's going to be a while before they do that. Man, the Broncos, unfortunately, are the Broncos, but are we are they really sold on Drew Locke? Probably not, but they're they not need, sold on him. Yeah, but they need a lot more help than just a quarterback. So I, I don't feel think like, that's true. Okay, well I, don't I think that's true. I kind of feel like all the teams that they could go, that he could go to, all of them kind of still have some type of deficiency. If he were going to a team like let's say the Rams, where they're already set up to be good and they just need a competent quarterback, I think he'd absolutely win some games, maybe even make a play uh, a nice playoff run. But if he ends up going to one of those five teams that I mentioned, the Colts, the uh the the Washington, the Jets, the the Niners, the Patriots, there's a good chance that he doesn't win anything. I'm going to go ahead and say love. I think a lot of the fact of him not winning a playoff game is because he was with the Lions. Yeah. Um, and if he goes to a team like the Colts, then yes, I think he will win one. There is a little bit of a pause that I have because of his gunslinger type of play that sometimes in the playoffs will rear its ugly head and you have a bad pick late or a bad pick early where it just kind of tumbles the momentum against you. But I trust Frank Reich and the Colts. It seems most likely that it would be Indy, doesn't it? It's that's the they're, most likely. They're going to have a low first round draft pick, so they're going to miss all the quarterbacks early in, in the first round. They went and got Phillip Rivers instead of going for a young quarterback. So it's almost as if like they realize that their window is now, and they can't introduce a young QB into that window. I don't love teams continually going and getting the veteran guy because I feel like it kind of it's a win now mentality. It kind of shortchanges your future, but. For the, for the Colts right now, I think that would make sense. I also think the Niners would make the playoffs with Matt Stafford. Remember, the Niners suffered seven bajillion injuries this year. So without that, they might have even been even better in the NFC West, too. So if they go get a good quarterback, they might be able to make the playoffs, too. And the Niners have a great defense and great skill players and a fantastic head coach in Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I could see him winning a playoff game for sure. So love. All right. Well, Michael. Joseph. You didn't win. Rashad did. Joe, you have no idea, Joe. I needed this for my morale, for my psyche right now. I was gonna say, I'm kind of pissed off. I'll be honest, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little angry, but I'm glad we won. And coming back, I'm gonna let everybody know how angry I am right here on the fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well played, Joe. <laughs> if there was any song Rashad would accept over his winning song, it would probably be this song. It would definitely never be this song, but I'll today. absolutely take it because I, I am real, a real winner, <laughs> at least today. Um, although I feel... And you're real pissed. I'm real pissed right now. I'll By be, the way, I'll he be broke honest. his water bottle. I broke the water bottle. It was leaking out of the bottom. I was like, why? I went to go drink. I was like, why is this leaking all over me, man? But honestly, like, you know, I hadn't really been on social media for the past couple of days. I, honestly, I can't even really tell you why. I'm no real reason. Not like, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, I just need a break from social media. I don't know why people tell people that, though, either. Get on social media to tell people I'm going to be leaving social media for no one cares. Just leave. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah. Who does it? Oh, you do that? Or is yeah. that Lynch? No, Joe did it. Oh, you did, did that? Like a few months ago. Oh, geez. What for, Joe? 
needed a mental break. It was getting a little well, toxic why did you have out to, there. You couldn't, you couldn't just like take the mental break and like said. not. Like, well, I didn't know how long I was going to be gone for. Okay, so if anybody needed to reach me, very defensive, Joe. Okay, I get it. I mean, that that makes sense. Like, did they not have your cell phone or? Maybe some people, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Text That's me, what's whatever. That's what's up. Well, his break anyways, being go like, off about CJ. God. I mean, his hey, break man. wound up being like a week long, right? Yeah, it was a week and, and a half. Came maybe. back, man. <laughs> came back like, I'm back, y'all. Did you miss me? Uh, I'm, I'll, I can't wait for CJ to come back and, and ask if we missed him because the answer will be yes. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm being real. Like, I went from, man, the Blazers can do, the, do this this year, but in this shortened season, where, and, and it's only 10 games, but 10 games, it, it can be a lot, you know. So in this shortened season, losing a player like C.J. McCollum on top of losing your second best player, second or third best player in Yusuf Nurkic, um, I'm sick right now. Like, this is, this, this is not ideal. Like, if you're a Blazers fan and you thought this was going to be the year, this is clearly not going to be the year. Not right now. Nope. You are going to be... Simply back in the six, seven, eight, nine range again. That's just not a good place to be. Like you hope, Damian Lillard will hold you afloat until they get back, and then I you know, see, hope I, you're not playing the Lakers in the. First I remember round. what it was like to have one of the best records in the league. I'm been a Blazer fan long enough to remember what it was like for the Blazers to be a top three, top two seed in the NBA, mm-hmm. to be a legitimate threat to go to the conference finals, to be. Uh, a team that people even projected to win an NBA championship. Shaquille O'Neal before game seven, the infamous game seven told reporters, uh, you know, whoever wins this game is going to demolish Indiana. And he was 100% correct. Whomever went to the finals that year. And of course Shaq ended up going an average 47 and 12 or 17 against Indiana. Like the Blazers could have did that too. And now we're just constantly that eighth seed, constantly that seventh seed. And it's just becoming a little, the problem tiresome i think is that i don't know if this actually matters or not but we i'll see this on the text line quite a bit it's people go look i just want to have a team that i want to root for i don't want that i, I want to be happy to make the playoffs every year i, I mean i that. am happy to make the playoffs every year i that's, want i want to like the team that's an anaheim angels attitude and it uh that's a lot of blazer fans though we and somebody said man we're the cubs of the of the nba it's like we can't be the cubs won the cubs went in all went all in one year and one, regardless of what you want to say, we're the Angels. We have a great player, all-time great player, quite possibly, a really good fan franchise, a good fan base, and we are consistently losing. That's weird. That's where at we least are. the Blazers make the playoffs. The Angels don't. The Angels don't. But, but it's a good comparison because I mean, they but, have Mike Trout. But we have a good play-in, right? We get a play-in game. Sorry, guys. Go Blazers. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Blazers return against the Knicks tonight. By the way, the Knicks have the best defense in the NBA, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but uh, they've, they've had a week off now, so they'll be rested at least. So that's good. And uh, watch the NFL games. Good luck on the bet that you've made. Just for, you know, posterity, I'm on Chiefs minus three, Packers minus three, the under in Chiefs bills and the over in Packers bucks. So uh, that's that's what I'm doing. So good luck on your bets. Hopefully you win. And uh, we'll be back next week, 9 to 11. It'll be a dead week before the Super Bowl, but we'll react to these games and probably talk about a bunch of other random stuff like we did today. Yes, indeed. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you then.